the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. Uh, I get the privilege of serving as the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Northwest Arkansas. We are doing our, continuing our podcast series, uh, doing it however we can to get the word out. We are on, uh, at our remote locations. I've got Rocky Fleming with me. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. It's good to have our tin cans hooked up to each other and our, and our wire <laughs> stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the ideal method, but it it, it seems to be working okay. So uh, Rocky's at his place, I'm at mine. So, um, but we uh, we wanted to to just come to you guys today and just keep talking a little bit about this this heart we have for prayer and for this awakening prayer that's going to start tomorrow at noon, uh, tomorrow Friday, May first, starting at noon and. Uh, so we just want to just really just talk about, continue to talk about our motivation for this, uh, things that are happening and all that. So um, so we'll get into the details in a little bit, but uh, Rocky, do you have anything, any different viewpoint about this from a week ago when we did a podcast, when we introduced this? Has anything been stirring in you in the last week about this, what's going to happen this this Friday? Well, the, the thing I've been doing, Brian, is in preparation for this, I've been having a daily blog that uh, hopefully builds momentum to Friday and, and, and it's all scripturally based. And as is the case, whenever I uh, write something, I research something, and, and then that research uh, ultimately leads to my perspective being altered or changed or challenged. And, and when that happens, then, then it goes from me outward. It has to, it has to be lodged within me uh, before I should ever write it or speak it. And, and the truth is because of that, the emphasis that we have on Friday is even more intense with me. Now the urgency that uh, began last week has intensified because of the study of scriptures and also the circumstances and the times that we're dealing in. And also the issue that I think, and that is the church has been raised up for a time such as this. Uh, I have a, a strong conviction of that. I've been watching this. I believe that, that we are messengers uh, from Holy God to a, a hurting and bewildered pe- people. And I, I, do, I do believe that we are being raised up to be those kind of messengers to a hurting world. But we've got to be revived. I think the majority of churches in this country are asleep. And that's not a criticism of them. It's, it's, it's more of a, an awareness that I believe that they're missing something. They are family. They are our family. They're God's family. And I feel that he is basically saying to all of us, it's all hands on deck now. We're at a critical time. It's all hands on deck. And and that's why I feel that as a ministry, that if we could be a catalyst to motivate, to stir, to awaken, to blast a horn, whatever it is that we do to awaken the body of Christ, to see where we are in this time of life and how we are positioned to make a difference, then 
yes, that's why I'm, I'm intense in it and also very highly convicted that it's the right thing for us to do. Well, and, and last week you were talking uh, about how every great move of God has been preceded by prayer. And uh, and we're, we're praying for revival. We're praying for awakening. And one of your devotionals, I think you did on Tuesday, Rocky, you were kind of explaining kind of what you were just talking about there. Everything that you put forth comes from within you and then goes outward. You know, and I think what happens, I think, in this, and I, I want to get your opinion on this, as 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 all of the people out here are going to join us in this prayer, which we got quite a few people signed up joining this movement, which I'm so excited about. It's going to start something in them. The flame's going to start in them. I mean, they're they're praying for when we when it says we're praying for revival, it almost seems like it's something out there, like those people need to be revived. But I think it always starts with us personally. There's some sort of spark that starts in us that I pray is going to motivate move us toward some sort of action to start creating revival. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Brian, the uh, the majority of people, I believe, when they hear revival, they their mind goes to something like a tent revival or yeah. like Billy Graham Crusades that would have revivals. And I've been to those, and they, they're amazing. Um, but that's only a form of revival. And I think most people kind of think that that might be what would happen it would be a form of revival that would people would start just being enthusiastic, you know, like the promise keeper thing was, but I don't think that's going to happen that way. That's, that's a form. Honestly, I think might not, we might never return to because of the virus and because of social gatherings and all the other things that go along. But the revival I speak of is an inner revival. It's something within our hearts, within our life that enlightens us and that it awakens us individually. And as churches, it's, it's internal. Now, I do believe that this whole concept of when Jesus says, you abide in me, you will bear fruit. Everything I think nowadays it passes through that grid and that is, it is about the relationship, and the relationship will always live itself outward. It will impact our world. It will reach those people around us. So the revival that is needed in the body of Christ is to be awakened to who he is. He, he is the Lord, and we have forgotten this. He is sovereign God, and we've forgotten that. We, he is a relational God, and we've rarely gone into that. And we are his children. And because of this orphan spirit that most of us have embraced, we don't realize that. And a revival is going to open our hearts and our minds to the truth of who he is and whose we are and what we're capable of doing if he is centered in the heart of our life. That's revival to me. That right there. Mm. And that's what I'm for. Yeah, I mean, we we may have, you know, a hundred or so people that sign up for time slots and join us in this this prayer. And God could do a lot with those people, you know, just a hundred people. He did look what he did with twelve, you know, started a whole movement. But uh but yeah, it, it also seems that God uh historically in scripture and all that, he seems to respond to when his people pray. And when there when there's a collective movement movement, it seems to his heart in a certain way. Do, do you get that out of scripture? 
Yes. You know, this is, this is one of our mantras is that we say, uh, start small, go deep, pray big. Mm-hmm. And this is an example. You don't need a lot of pe- people to have a movement. All you have, all you need is a beginning. Tsunami starts very small. And as it moves outward from the epicenter of a tsunami, which is a little wave, it's not, I mean, it goes under a boat, barely noticeable near the tsunami. But when it starts moving outward and it starts getting beyond the continental shelf and moving into islands, the wave starts to build. And then when it crashes the shores, I mean, it's many, many stories high and it has massive destructions. And I think prayer is like that. We start small, we go deep, it creates a a beginning, an epicenter. And then as it moves outward, it gets momentum. And then that's when we will see massive results. I've, I've believed all along that we're going to see a great harvest that's going to be out there. I think it's going to come. And I think we've got to have laborers that are raised up. I think they've got to, that's got to happen. And I think prayer is, is what begins that process. This is where we get before the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm like a sailboat and my sails are empty and I want to put my sails in your wind and let you blow it and fill me and move me where you will. And I think that many of us have tried to do it with our own propulsion and not, not asking that, you know, our, not putting our lives in a place where, the, where the, the wind will blow, where the spirit will blow into our life and move us along. And he is empowering and he, he also gives direction. And, and this is what we're doing right now. We're trying to position ourselves in a way that says, Lord, take what you will of me and use me. Let us be your messengers to a lost and dying world, hurting world, a hope, a hopeless world, and give them hope to give them you. That's where we are right now. That's what's needed, and that's what we could be for our king if we will be revived. You know, I, I think I, I think that we should talk about this for a second, but uh, I think people misunderstand prayer and what it is. You know, I think a lot of people think it's uh, it's it's our words, you know, and and that's why people like to have rote prayers, you know, so they don't get the words wrong. They got we have to have certain words that we present to God, but. Uh, but then if you say that, then it, then it's all just about what we say. And, and prayer is not what it really is, is a conversation. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe, so some people may even be intimidated about signing up for a 15-minute slot, like, how am I going to fill that time? What, what would you say, how would you help people understand what prayer is and maybe how not to limit prayer? Well, in this case, it would be like singing in a chorus rather than a solo. Because if I were to be a solo musician, I wouldn't need anybody else. I just need a little backup. I'd be, I'd be the star. But in this case, we're a chorus. We all have a little voice. We all have a little part. And it might not sound like much from 15 minutes, but when you have 24 hours of 15 minutes put together, it is beautiful to the throne room of heaven. And that's what we're wanting. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to bring a smile to Jesus. We want, we want him to be pleased, not, yet, not mm-hmm. ourselves not about us. It's about him. We're coming to him as his family with gratitude and, and, and saying to him, you deserve this. We want to get before you. We want to honor you with our lives. And we're going to make, we're going to make this a priority to do so. And, mm-hmm. and I, there is, 
there is, I don't think there's any way in heaven that this would not be a delight to the Lord. I, I just feel that this is something he wants us to experience and we need to experience. Well, you know, uh, there's been times um, when I, I've just been pouring my heart out of my journal, you know, just writing my thoughts from scripture and, and writing prayer, you know, writing out things to the Lord in my journal. And then I run out of time and I've got to go on to my next deal. And I don't have time to like get on my knees and say a formal prayer, you know, and I feel like I failed in some way. And then God has reminded me, well, what do you think all that was in your journal? <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was a prayer. I mean, I was interacting with the Lord and just, it was just in, on paper. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, let me suggest but, something, Brian. Excuse me. Were you going to say something? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, let me suggest something maybe for you or for anybody else that's listening out here that might share that little dilemma you're talking about is why don't you do this? Why don't you start it in the morning and write out your prayer like you're talking about, but don't say, don't say amen. Go through the whole day and all the experiences that you will be given during that day. And the last thing you do when you close your eyes to go to sleep is you say amen to that <laughs> prayer that we began, begun that morning. Mm. And I think you will probably have more of a entry into true prayer and interaction with, with God than you've ever had. What do you think? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, you know, there, there's in Philippians, it says pray continually, you know, and we've talked about this. How do you, Obviously, you can't just sit there and say, our Father, heart in heaven, you know, all day long, right? Or, or however you pray, you know, but prayer is is just interacting with the Lord throughout the day, you know, and sometimes it's breath prayers. Sometimes it's just listening, you know, I mean, again, listening is just, we teach them this in the, when we do our prayer retreats, that uh, part of your time of going out to an extended time of prayer is listening. It's not all talking, you know, so some people may sit and listen, uh, and as they, as they just hear what the Lord has to say to them during their time slot. Well, we have a, we, we have a continuous relationship with an, an invisible but present being. And when we are able to train ourselves to be aware of his presence, uh, prayer is continuous. Uh, and it, it, it's not necessarily words either. It's, uh, I find myself all through the day just saying, thank you. <laughs> I really do. I just, Lord, I don't know what to say. It just says, thank you. And then other times I say, all I can say is I'm sorry what I did. <laughs> and, I, and we visited something 40 years old, 40 years ago. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe it that I did that or was that way. And, and then the next part of that is, but Oh God, thank you for reminding me of that because you've reminded me of your grace and thank you for your grace. So that kind of stuff, you know, just conversation to the Lord and me. And, and to me, that's no less prayer than if I were to enter a sanctuary and be at a podium and leading in a national day of prayer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I just, I just, did, I just don't want people to be intimidated about prayer. I think, I think, anytime someone calls a prayer meeting for in in my history in the in Christian experience, uh, it's usually the least attended meeting. You know, it's hard to get people to come to a prayer meeting because they think 
is this going to be weird? Am I going to have to pray out loud in front of other people? You know, I mean, I, I think the devil must come and try to dissuade people from prayer as much as God's calling us to prayer, it seems to me. The whole concept of our relationship with God is, I think, probably 10% utilized and 90% left on the table, not utilized. Yeah. He's given us the feast and we're eating crumbs around the table. I think it's time for the church to begin eating the feast. And that's what I believe. I believe that God wants me to dig in and get more of it. And I, I was reading today about uh, uh, there was a term that uh, to go get a greater amount of God's grace. And you'll see that in my blog tomorrow, by the way, but which I guess will be today because you have this podcast uh, today, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it was a it was it was a scripture that was uh, interesting because you know as good as grace is, and it is it's amazing it's it's I can't describe it in my own life, but I'm I'm I was led to believe that there's even greater grace to be given if we will go get it, and I think that this is the way we should be viewing our relationship with God as the church. And that is we just are just holding on to a form of godliness and denying his power. And I think that we need to accept the fact that there's more to it than we're, we're taking. He mm. wants to give us more. He wants to include us in more. He wants us to be enthusiastically a part, part of this relationship with him and, and don't stand far away because of tradition or because of other people or because of misconceptions. Let him expand our thoughts about prayer. It is not something to be frightened of. It's something to, to be enjoyed. And, and actually, it's something to be thankful for because of having access to the throne room of God. Mm. So, yeah, that's how you see things. Well, you know, and I think... It, it's just part of our DNA as influencers, you know, because we're our ministry is all about helping people have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. And people who have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ, they enjoy praying because because they love the Lord and they love spending time with him. You know, and I think part of at least my heart's desire is that thousands of new people are going to want to go through journey groups. Be, not not it's not about us, but they are going to want to have this intimate abiding relationship with Christ, and and all these circumstances and all this prayer is going to stir up uh, an awakening where people maybe before they didn't have time to go through a nine month process or they weren't interested or they were too busy with their idols or whatever, but now they're now they're going to be open to to do it, and and we've seen what happens when somebody gets it. We've seen life change. They're their marriage changes, their kids, their parenting, their family, everything changes. It's why we do this ministry, because we just love helping people find that. And so that's my heart that it's going to be new opportunities are going to come out of this that we'll be able to help help fill. So, I'm in agreement with you, Brian. The, uh, the fact is, is that life is not going to be the same after this. And uh, this is the reality. I was reading today that they're expecting more deaths of starvation in the next year than anything near what coronavirus is going to produce. Mm. Uh, and the starvation is going to happen because of supply uh, 
trains being cut down or, or ended or uh, delayed. They can't get food to them. They can't, there's no trade, there's no markets. But there's also natural disasters that are going on too. There is, there is a, a tremendous, not just a plague, but it's, there's a tremendous assault on the people of this world that's going on right now. And it's, it's sobering to see that in, in America and in Northwest Arkansas, we've got a little sleepy community and we feel like that our, our perspective of this is, well, it's not so bad. You know, we've got getting, you know, time off and we're doing the things we're doing. We're keeping going, but it's not that way. The rest of the world, mm. it's not that way. The rest of the world is, is fighting for survival. And their, their, their lives are being shaken. And honestly, I think it's going to come near our tent as well. I think we're going to see that ahead. And the best way to weather this is it's going to be learning how to walk with Jesus and listen to him so he can walk us through it. Yeah. You know, the scriptures say, I've never, I've, I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Well, look, listen to that. Now. Righteous means being right standing with Christ, means to walk rightly with him. So we need to learn to walk rightly with him and trust him with the other. Uh, Matthew 6, uh, 33 talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So he's saying, I'll take care of the other, but you got to make me primary in your life and my purpose through you to be your major uh, purpose for life. My word through you. And so we're going back to the 101 Christianity. We're going back to first century where it should have been all along. And uh, yeah, we've been shaken, but we've been shaken good. And, and the thing that's shaking us to realize is that we've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We need, we need to have this close proximity with him so deeply and so tightly that he can have his way with our life and we can walk with him and serve him. And he can provide for us as we do, as we are able to be generous to other people. But the fact is, is that until we are awakened in the body of Christ to see what we've been missing, what we can have, we'll never know who we really are. Mm. And so I'm praying that this will be a wake-up call to awaken the church. Mm. Well, you know, you're always asking uh, our leadership team and me, how's your soul? And, uh, you know, and you've always been clear that <clears throat> your soul health shouldn't be determined by your circumstances. Because, you know, if, if your soul is only as good as your circumstances, you're going to be a wreck all the time because circumstances come and go. But, but your soul can be on the rock and, and not waver and not be blown to and fro by the winds of, of change of life and all that, right? Yes. Well, our soul can either be a, a temperature gauge of our circumstances or a thermostat for our circumstances. Yeah. The soul can establish our point of view, uh, good or bad. And if our soul is healthy, if our relationship is healthy with Christ, then it, then we have a totally different grid on our circumstances. It's not, we're not hopeless. We don't feel out of control. We feel like we're under his control. We feel under his leadership. We feel secure and safe in him. Our life is purposeful. Oh yeah. I mean, we might be, we might have death ahead of us, but it won't be wasted. Mm -hmm. And so all of this is about preparing us for the future. And it might not be my future that I'm talking about, Brian, because I'm 75 years old and that's 
not a long future. But there are other people here that that I'm thinking about. People that are younger, that are going to be facing greater trials than I've ever faced mm. at a day and time that we know is going to come. And um, and I think I feel like that we've got to awaken the church to to get her ready for it in many ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it, we just got a few more minutes, and I just want to t- explain one more time to everybody who's listening how we're going to do this. Um, so, uh, for our 24-hour awakening prayer, uh, we're going to gather together on Zoom, a Zoom meeting at noon Central Time this Friday, uh, and do an hour of just collective prayer. So, we'll I'll probably lead it, but uh, you'll have an opportunity to jump in with your voice and. And kind of like Rocky said, one big chorus of prayer where people are just throwing in their parts. Uh, and then we will dismiss after that hour, and then people will take over just in their own private time. We're not doing those on, over Zoom. People are signing up for 15-minute slots and joining this 24-hour wave of prayer. And so I ask all you guys who haven't signed up to please go find a slot. And uh, we, we've got some slots still available, and we have a sign-up that, that will come out with this, uh, with this podcast. Uh, but then we're going to um, fill all those slots, hopefully, prayerfully, and then we're going to gather one last time for the final hour of the 24-hour period, 11 to 12 o'clock Central Time on Saturday, May 2nd, and we'll we'll get to kind of bring our voices in celebration for the for the end of this hour that we or the 24 hours we've all been praying together. So that's our plan. So it's the same Zoom link for Friday at noon and 11 o'clock on Saturday. Same Zoom link to join us. Uh, expect a lot of people to join in and uh, we ask all of you to to find your 15 minute slot. Uh, there happens to be quite a few slots available kind of in the wee hours of the, the morning. So uh, we're, uh, we're counting on those to be filled up. Uh, when those guys in California, they do this uh, for their uh, solely business retreats. They do a prayer vigil. They said the middle of the night slots get filled up first, but that hasn't been our experience so far, Rocky. <laughs> It's like it's going to be you and me, Brian. I'm hoping somebody else will get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've already signed up about an hour's worth, so I'm hoping I can get a little little relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we hope you all will respond, and, and multiple people can sign up per time slot. What's really encouraging to me is I, I get to see all the people's names who have signed up because I'm, I'm the administrator on it, and I'm seeing uh, – some of my family members uh, sign up. I'm seeing uh, old friends signing up that aren't even part of our ministry. And I'm just so pleased to see uh, how God's prompting people to pray that it, that I didn't even know would be would be part of this. And I got an email uh, yesterday, Rocky, you got this too, from, from Maribel out in uh, Bakersfield, who said their ladies have been <laughs> planning a a 24-hour prayer of their own on May 1st and May 2nd, and they didn't even know we were doing this. And so uh, God yeah. must be speaking to more than just us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, we, and we're encouraging not just to be us. We're encouraging churches, uh, other ministries, if they can join us, fine. If not, let this be a catalyst for them to do it with their database, with their congregation. Uh, let's just get uh, churches and, and, and Christians praying all over this nation and praying for revival. We've prayed enough to heal our lands, okay? That's going to happen. You know, mm. that's going to be happening next week with National Day of Prayer, and I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying let's pray for revival. 
Let's get the church revived. I think that's the best thing we can do to heal our land mm. is pray for revival and that God revives his church. That's right. Well, and, and I would we would love to hear from any of you out there who uh, maybe during the prayer time that are inspired by some things uh, that God shows you or uh, or if you know of other prayer movements going on that as a result of this, we'd love to hear about it. You can just shoot us a quick email at prayer at influencers.org. I uh, would love to love to hear more about that. And ultimately, we're, we're thinking about putting a prayer wall on our website so that we can get just keep more prayer going and where people can post prayer requests and praises and all that. So we're working on that right now. So anyway, well, we're excited to see what happens. So we hope to see all you who are listening, maybe on our at our 11, I mean, our 12 o'clock uh, Zoom call on Friday as we kick this thing off. And I uh, hope to see your names on the sign up list, especially at two in the morning and three in the morning. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, we're very excited. So, <laughs> so anyway, you've been listening to the Influencer Network podcast and uh, I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you until we see you again. And go make disciples.